Hey guys, what's up? My name's Jocelyn. I am a sophomore music performance major on the saxophone, and today I'm here with my friend Johnny. Hey guys, I'm Johnny. I'm a um, advertising major. Uh, I do a little bit of art on the side, and um, Jocelyn and I are going to be talking about creativity in artistic and musical endeavors today. Um, so Jocelyn, I know you talked about a little bit in your presentation about how uh, you've seen other music majors um, agree that there's a creativity crisis in music. Uh, would you mind talking a little bit more about that? Yeah. So one of the most interesting things I thought I came across when uh, researching for this presentation was that all of my friends and my professor, my saxophone professor, agreed that there was actually a creativity crisis in music, which I thought was really interesting because when you think about creative majors, you know, the arts majors are what you think of. You think of music, theater, physical art, that kind of thing. And to come across the fact that we all think that there's a creativity, mu creativity crisis in music was kind of mind-boggling to me. Yeah. So basically, the reason that we all thought that was because there's so many like rules and so many just like preferences, musical, musical preferences that people have that it really limits what each musician can do or even what composers can do. And so we all just kind of agreed that there was a crisis, which was, you know, not something I expected. Yeah, that's interesting. I know um, Dr. Frana has talked a little bit to us about how uh, creativity actually thrives under restrictions and under constraints. Um, do you feel like that's something that you see uh, with your instrument? Do you feel like um, those restraints that you're put on are, are good things or bad things? I think it can go either way. Um, in terms of, take jazz, for example. Jazz improvisation is a big thing that people think of when they think of creative music. But what a lot of people don't know is that when you're improving, you have to stay within certain chords. And I guess in that way, that is promoting creativity because you are limiting like what notes you can play or what patterns you can play and that kind of thing. But at the same time, if someone wants to hit, say, a high D, but it's not in the key, then it could be a bit limiting in that way. Okay, and so I know you talked in your presentation more on the art side of things, so how do you feel about limiting creativity within art? Yeah, well, uh, one of the articles that I looked at specifically talked about how Michelangelo um, used to make uh, thousands of sculptures, and um, he used to become so obsessed with an image in his own brain that he couldn't put into a figure, that he actually, that three-fifths of his sculptures were completely incomplete. Um, and that he, he basically he he couldn't the sublimity of his ideas lay beyond the reach of his hands, um, and so I found that throughout a lot of central um, or key parts of artwork, um, there's there's parts that are left out uh, and left up to inter the interpretation of the viewer. Um, and in my opinion, that's crucial because it it allows the viewer to create a story um, and insert their own life into the piece. Um, and so we as humans, we love stories, we love telling them, and we love receiving them. So if there's an art piece that tells a story, it's much more interesting than, than one that's already told to us. Yeah, so that was actually one of the most interesting things I thought uh, was really cool about your presentation, was that when you were saying that, when you were talking about the three-fifths of the sculpture being left to interpretation, um, you actually drew stick figures on a piece of paper, and you drew like the typical stick figure with like the face and like the hair and that kind of thing, and then you drew another one that didn't have a face, didn't have any eyes or nose or mouth or anything, and you were like, that's what Michelangelo did, because that leaves it up to the 
interpreter and like whatever that person wants to think it is is what it becomes so I thought that was really interesting that also kind of ties into music because when someone like looks at a piece of music they can create their own story with that too because there's nothing laid out that says oh yeah this is a, this, this is a volcanic eruption or like it could be like a wave crashing or it could be a tree falling down or something like that if it's something dramatic but so in that way I think it's really cool that someone everyone can look at a piece of art or a piece of music and interpret it differently Thanks, Jocelyn. Yeah, um, that's all we've got today. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Um, if you're more interested, definitely check out um, different resources online about art, music, and creativity. Um, Michelangelo is a good starting point, but I talked about Kanye West a lot, and um, Jocelyn just talked about um, her experience with saxophone a lot, too. So that's all we've got today. Thanks for listening, um, and see you later. <laughs>